0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem will be learning Daftalid in Baba Kama. This is our uh, first Daft and, and Babakama because we're a Monday through Friday operation, as Barry will uh, tell you. And Babakama started on Shabbos. Um, so now we're already in Daftalid, but we'll do some words of introduction. Um, first of all, Mazel Tov, Barry, and Andrew, and everyone else that joined us on the CMC Nashim. It was beautiful. We were able to make it back from Pesach to at least hug it out with Barry and Andrew. Um, At Phil's house, Uh, that was a beautiful schuss, and it is an unbelievable schuss. Barry had expressed some doubts that we'd make it this far, but Andrew, our rock, said this is just the beginning. This is the tip of the iceberg, Barry, and Rezat Hashem will be zocha in good health and with uh, vigor and vitality to continue through Kama and beyond. Um, we have to have some words of introduction. First of all, as I uh, mentioned, and Barry wants to have the full rundown, I don't know if we'll have time, because Andrew's blood pressure will rise if we don't at least start the daf soon. But um, I had the tremendous chus to be on this OU mission, as Rabbi Benjamin Marwick from Shomay Moon over here in Baltimore brought me as his attache, his, uh, his uh, therapy animal on the trip. Yeah. It was a trip of 18 rabbis of the OU, And each rabbi brought like a a wingman to uh, keep them sane. It was supposed to be uh, very traumatic, that's what we thought. They said, you're gonna see things you've never seen before. We went to Sderot, we went to Hebron, we went to an army base where they collect the bodies and identify them, Uh, shiva houses, uh, you name it, okay? This is basically the outline uh, and we were adopting people and adopting communities. We went. Uh, every hotel in Eshelaim is like a refugee camp. People are getting haircuts and doing laundry outside. Kids uh, in pajamas on the streets riding the elevators up and down, pressing every button all day long. It's quite quite the scene. And the streets, for the most part, are empty. Um, but the inspirational moments, uh, day time after time, the theme that kept repeating was that. If we are together, if we're a Kalal Yisrael and we're together, uh, Rabbi Silber put it so poignantly, uh, we were in the army, aforementioned army base where they were collecting the bodies, and we started sort of singing and dancing, and he stopped singing and dancing. and said, how could we sing and dance in a place like this? This is a literal gate salmavis. And he said, but look around the room. You know, We have soldiers, we have Israelis, we have Americans, we have dati, we have chiloni, and we're all with our arms around each other. With a nation like this, how could we not dance? Um, what can I tell you? We have in our minds all of Acheinu Kol Beis <laughs> Rabbi Marwick um, decided, he was the highest maintenance rabbi. Uh, I'll, I'll explain what I mean. Was, he didn't want to waste a second. So he told me already before the trip, on the bus, and we had some long bus drives, we're going to learn something. If we don't learn something on our bus drives, I wanna, he likes to ground everything in some learning. So he decided we're going to learn Basil Okay, so everyone else was chilling, and Marek and I, well, not everyone, some people, some other people were learning. Some people called it a bus, bus medrash. <laughs> uh, some people were learning, and so we were learning with Silas Sharm. and with Sharm Sharm, the Melchal says right in the beginning, it makes it, all of life is a metaphor for Melchama. Phil, yeah, right. don't worry, don't worry, I'm stalling for you, buddy. Here, we got to hook it out with Phil. Phil threw down a great see him. Phil, all of life, so all of life, he said, is a metaphor for melchama. In fact, a war is a metaphor for a melchama in the sense that it's all about dveikus Bahashem, okay? And the, 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 the Ramchal says explicitly that anything that we do in avotus Hashem uh, has an impact on the world. And so if we are Moser Nefesh, as Phil was this morning, to get up at an ungodly hour to come and learn there is no way to know, nobody could deny the possibility that you are saving, protecting one of our soldiers, perhaps, that you are um, responsible, perhaps, for hostage coming back safely. So and in that spirit, and so if you have that opportunity to do that, how could you, how could you not do that, right? So in that spirit, we um, dedicate our learning for all HaKadah, called Beis Yisrael. Okay. Bavakama, if you enjoyed learning in high school, will excite you. If you hated it, it's going to send a shiver down your spine. Either way, it is the ultimate. It's where many people start their learning. In fact, that, that's a min of Um Rav Soloveitchik said, Bava Kama, he quotes Shmuel, uh, says in Masechel Bava Basra, We'll already see that today. What does it mean? In other words, we start sometimes in schools with Bhavakama, Kama with the Nezikin because when you learn Nezikin, it opens up your mind, and we'll see as as we as we begin shortly that when you learn Bhavakama, Kama, basically we're talking about Nezikin. There's several psukim in the Torah in Parshas Mishpatim. It's kedai to learn Parshas Mishpatim, and even the Rishonim in Parshas Mishpatim, like the Ramban, can offer insight into the into the Gemaras. Okay, we're going to start 16 lines up from the bottom on Gimel and Bidbez shortly, Phil. Okay. Uh, and, however, what happens is it categorizing, right? There's different types of damages and we're going to categorize the different types of damages and reading Baba Kama almost feels like what the Rambam's thought process might be when he's categorizing everything else, right? And the Gemara takes you almost like an inside look, a peek into how the sauce is made, how the psukim turn into halachas in a very subtle way because every type of uh, damage is very different and we're going to get into that very, very shortly. I just wanted to say that Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's atzal said, the reason why we begin with Bavakami, he says a totally different thing, is that the sensitivity that you get from us for each other, the sensitivity between, right, Ben Adam Chavero and how every one of your actions can affect somebody else is something that we want to inculcate into our children at a young age, okay? And, um, and so without further ado, I think most people who started this uh, Masechta recently mentioned the Chassam Sofer, who in a totally different context basically says that the, anybody who wants to be protected okay, in any way from damages of any kind, uh, it is a school for protection. And so we're going, to, uh, we're going to dedicate our learning for a school for protection for our soldiers, a school of protection for our hostages, a school for protection for all of Kali and all the tsars and the schools of our learning. May uh, we all experience Yeshua's Bakarov. Okay, so now, you ready, Andrew? Andrew ge- Andrew gets very upset if we don't finish the docs. So he's all our, right. yeah, he, he's our guy. So now. It goes like this, okay? I have to I have to explain how we get to the to these uh two dots. 16 lines up from the bottom of the Gimel and the Beis. It says Hamaveve ever." What is this? So the very first Mishnah in Bavukham says arba avos Nozikin. So already we're starting to categorize that when you have damages, right? There's four categories and the Mishnah says shore, bor and then mavave ever." Now shore, it's in the Psukim straight up. It says if damages happen by a shore, okay? And bor is if you fall into a pit. I mean, we're going to uh, spend our entire parak explaining what each of these four categories are. So where we leave off now is mave and hever. We don't even know, hever sounds like it's for sure talking about a fire, setting something on fire. But mave is a word that has no definition that we are actually aware of, and so we don't even know what it means. In deciding what this means, there's going to be, I'll give a little uh, introduction, there's going to be Machlokas, Rav, and Shmuel as to what Mave means. Once you have that Machlokas, Rav, and Shmuel as to what it means, it reflects back on what the other Avos Nazikin mean. And I have to also mention that the Gemara until now, because we're on Dephtal, we're going to start with at some point, on Bez and Gimel, has to reconcile the beginning of this Mishnah, Avos Nazikin, Shor, Bor, Mave, and Vehever, with a Brisa, that talks about the very famous, and this will ring a bell, I hope, the very famous, what might seem like subcategories of shore, which is, as we know, a bull has legs and it has a horn, right? And if some of this sounds familiar, there is something called, it has teeth. So Shane and Regel and Karen, right? These are also uh, uh, known in the Brisa as categories of Damage, And so the question is, the brysa that mentions Shane, and already the Gemara had discussed, just a little bit of review, Shane means that when you're damaging, you're getting some sort of hanah. That's what's unique about Shane. And so what really happens is, just like in Shabbos, right, as the Gemara said, when you have av malachos and toldos, and so you have the overarching category, the av mentioned in the Torah, and then you have subcategories that are defined by having the elements of the av So, for example, shane, the amalak will be shane, that the animal's eating. And the subcategory is, and this is how the young minds are formed in the base medrash, the subcategory is anything where in the damage is some hana. So it could be eating, could be rubbing your uh, right, the animal, rubbing itself against the uh, wall. Now, mind you, this is the animal. This is not a human being. A human being is a different thing. Cognitively, a human being is different than an animal, obviously, and therefore, this is what's called nizke mamon, which is a whole uh, idea in itself. In other words, you own uh, an animal, which is your property, okay? That animal doesn't really have a mind of its own, so to speak, to the extent that a human being does, and therefore, because you own that animal, you have taken on some degree of responsibility as an animal's owner, owner. I'm oversimplifying it to clarify, you've taken some responsibility over its actions. So, an action that the animal is going to do for its own Hana, that is gonna have one uh, set of rules. An action that the animal does, like Regal, where it just walks and it as it always does, is so that it's always gonna do. So, so for example, when it comes to Regal and chain, if it's in a Rishush Harabim, Rishush Harabim is a place where animals are gonna do animal things, and where it is expected for animals to do animal things. So if an animal rubs up against something in Rishisarabim and causes damage, well, the person who was in the Rishisarabim should have understood, you know, that's an a, or, or if an animal's walking in Rishisarabim over somebody's stuff, so that is on the person who put the stuff down there, right? This is the Rishisarabim. It belongs to everybody. Of course the animals are going to walk there. They're entitled to walk there. On the... Other hand, if an animal walks into somebody's yeshus ayachid, that's trespasses into somebody's property and breaks the stuff, then you'll be of what we call nezek Shalim. You'll be fully culpable because the animal doesn't belong there. So even though an animal isn't really doing you know an aggressive belligerent act, right, you're going to be chayiv a nezek shalom. In contrast, Karen, right, which is a belligerent act, so then it's going to be, and we'll see this in great detail, so we don't have to get into too much now. Tom and Muad, right, we're going to say then you get into the idea where it has nothing to do with or it's just a yachid or it's just rabim, right? So the type of nezek determines what you're going to, right, what you're gonna to have to pay, the type of damage. So, so if it's a non-belligerent thing, it has to do with where the animal was. If it's a belligerent act, now it all of a sudden doesn't matter whether it's or just a or it's just a rabim. If an ox gores somebody, now it has to do with, is this an ox that's regularly gonna gore? In which case, one would have expected that you should have watched it as its owner more carefully um, or was this like the first time offense where you couldn't have known that this was gonna happen and therefore you're only gonna have to pay nezek? So there is a rationale, okay, to all of these categories, but we're going to, as we go on, explain the categories and what the rationale is. But the first thing we gotta do is sort out what the categories are. Because right now, as we start at 16 lines up from the bottom of Gimel Bayes, we are all over the place. Because we have a bracelet that says, Karen and Shen and Regel. And we have a Mishnah that says, Shor, Bor, Mavin, Haver," And we don't know how to reconcile these. We're going to see today if we're lucky enough to get that far. There's some who say that there's not just four subcategories, but there's 13, or maybe 24 subcategories. But the point is, how do we reconcile this? What is it talking about? But the first thing we need to know is, what does Mave even mean? Okay, that's one of the Arba Avos Nazikin mentioned in the beginning of the Mishnah. And so let's, without further ado, start with Hamave Vahever. So the Gemara asks, My Mave, what does Mave even mean? So now we have Machlokas. Rav Amar Mave ze Adam. It's interesting. So according to Rav, the four Avos Nazikin is a bull, a pit, a human being, and a fire. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, that means, but, but that means is that if a person causes damage that's one of the subcategories okay shmuel amar mave And shmuel says when it says mave so again the four categories would be the shore the tooth of a shore the i'm sorry the shore the bore the tooth of the shore and the fire now obviously we're going to ask on shmuel well isn't the tooth part of the shore we're going to get to that we're going to get to that so First, let's get to the etymology of where they learned this. Like, where are they getting this idea that Mave is Adam and Shemuel is is, is saying that it's Shane, by the way. This is real hardcore Torah Shabbat. That's what the Tosfos Yantiv from Prague says in his, uh, you know, famous explanation, uh, elucidation of all the Mishnayas. That's why we call it Bava. Bava Kama. It's a shar. It's an opening to all the Torah Shabalpah. So this really opens us up to the Torah Pem. Okay, So Rav Amar Mavez Ze'odam. Where does Rav learn that the word Mave even means human being? Amar Shomer Asa Bayu. This is in Isaiah. A Pasuk that says, the watchman says, and the morning comes, and then the night comes, and if you seek, seek, Bayu. So what does Bayu mean? So the seeker, who's the seeker? Imtivayun Bayu. It's referring to a human being Seeking, right, mercy, okay? So if a man is seeking mercy, that's tibayum bayu is a very loose allusion to a human being, and it is from there that Rav learns that Mav is, is Adam. Wow, okay? We're going to see. Shmuel's pasuk isn't going to be so deliberate, so explicit either, and both of them are going to say, uh, your pasuk is not that explicit, which is true. Shmuel Amar, continuing, Mav is a Hashem. Mave, the word Mave is referencing Shein. This is a pasuk in Ovadia. You'll remember this from Ovadia, uh, Phil, because it's in the first parak of Ovadia. Shmuel ha'ama, Mave zeh Shain D'chsev, Eich pesu Esav nivu matspunav. Right? Esav was ransacked. His hidden things, his matzpunav, were sought out. Matspunav. Matzpunav. What do you mean? You sought out his hidden things, this Pasukun Avadya? By mashma? Wait, what does that have to do with Shane? Says the Gemara. Kedem Targum Yosef. If Yosef translated, Ichden Isbileish Esav In other words, this is a Targum, right? The Targum of Yosef. And that Targum, obviously, as Targum does, is in Aramaic. And when it says, Ichden Esav he says, Nivu Isgilein. It's exposed. Oh. So, Shmuel says like this, we say it's benaim. <laughs> it says it's it's hidden. The Targum says exposed. Well, sometimes it's exposed, sometimes it's hidden. What is sometimes exposed and sometimes hidden? An animal's tooth as it eats. Okay. Very obvious. I mean, when you read the Pasuket you knew right away that it was saying that Mave means Shane. Right, Right, Barry? So, okay, so obviously not a very clear illusion. Okay. So the Gemara says, Amalach, Miksani Nivah, so, so wait a second, sorry, I skipped. It says, Okay, so now Rav has his thing that Mave means Adam. Shmuel has his thing that Mave means Shane. Why did Rav not learn like Shmuel? After all, isn't this Pasuk and Avad just so obviously talking about Shane? Rav is going to say to you, well, clearly the word isn't the same word, right? It says Niv'u. Our, our Mishnah doesn't say Niv'u. Our Mishnah says Mave. Right? So it's not the same word Rav's gonna to say to Shmuel. Shmuel, so my time Shmuel, what is he gonna say about Rav? He says Amalah, Mikitani, boe." Yeah, our mission doesn't say boe either. Right? In other words, boe is Rav's Pasuk. Shmuel's not impressed because it doesn't say Mave. And Nivu is Shmuel's Pasuk. Rav's not impressed because the mission doesn't say Nivu. In other words, the mission says mave, And the Psukim that Rav and Shmuel bring don't say Mave. They say some sort of variation on that theme. It's not muchach at all, it's not compelling. And therefore, they don't have to listen to each other as far, Rav and Shmuel, as, to, as far as what the source is. So now let's dig in. Mehdi, let's see. We could all agree that these sukim are not very meduyik, like either Rav or Shmuel. So Rav, my time, a lawmaker, Shmuel. So seriously, why would Rav not hold like Shmuel? So now the Gemara is going to assume that there's a cognitive reason, like a right, a svarah, a rationale. Why Rav didn't think that Shmuel could make sense, right? So let's say you could choose between the Pasuk and Vajan and the Pasuk and Isaiah. Right? It could be one or the other. Rav says it's Adam. Why doesn't he want to say Kashmul? Well, for the reason we alluded to before, because Tanashore Vakalmine Shor. Because the Mishnah already says that one of the four categories is shore. Well, if one of the four categories is shore, doesn't that refer to every part of the shore? His foot, his Karen. His shame, right? So why would the Mishnah say shore and then have mave later on in the Mishnah as a category of shame, right? Obviously, the shame is part of the shore. so that would be redundant. So Rav says, of course, it can't mean shame. Why are you even saying that it means shame? Okay, so it says the Gemara, Shmuel nami hatanalei Shore. So what does Shmuel actually do? With Shmuel knows that it says shore So how does Shmuel justify that it, that shame? That uh means would mean shane. So Amr Behuda, Tana Shore Lakarno Mavalashino. So is gonna say that when it says shore, the first thing that you think of as shore is his is his horn, the Karen. So when it says shore, it really means Karen. And when it says Mave, it means shane. So therefore it's not really redundant because the shore doesn't refer to every part of the shore according to Shmuel, It refers just to his horn. Of course, we're going to eventually ask, what about regal? We left out regal. We know already in the bright that it says regal. Okay. Don't worry, Phil, we're going to ask that. But, but in the meantime, we're, we're going to try to think it through. You know, like, like, there's a lot of let me walk you through it that goes on here. So it says, this is what the Tan is saying. So far, without mentioning regel for now, the point of the Mishnah by mentioning mave, which according to Shemuel means Shane, and Shor, which according to Shemuel is going to mean Karen, is to highlight the distinction that Karen the animal is not getting any Hanah. The animal is just kind of, um, right, aggressive, right? As opposed to Shane, where the animal gets Hana. And it's for that reason that they have different parameters. As we finally arrive at Dal and Aleph. And conversely, there is a distinction between Shane and Karen in the sense that Shane, while the animal is getting Hana, it has no intention of damaging, where, as opposed to Karen, where he has intention of damaging. Okay, so the Gemara is going to say, Well, we're talking about damages after all, aren't we, Andrew? So when it comes to damages, which would you think is more likely to be liable? Uh, An animal that's eating or like an ox that's goring, man? That's damages, right? So it says the Gemara. Isn't that obvious? As the Gemara continues, In other words, if eating something is going to be chayev, as we know, right, if the mission is already going to elucidate, maveh, let's say, according to Shemuel, that, that, that if you eat somebody's grass in their private property, that you're going to be chayev nezek shan, isn't it going to be obvious that if you gore somebody, you're going to be of? Okay? Says so the Gemar, it's drift. No, we still need to learn both Shane and Karen. Why? You might have thought that Karen, even though the damage is, in fact, deliberate, right, it might be, you might have thought, uh, Phil, close your ears. This is not going to be PC. That any part of your property, whether it's your animals or your slaves, right? if they cause damage, should have the same halacha. And there is a unique halacha with regards to slaves where, they, where if they damage somebody else's stuff, they're going to not be chayev. And therefore, maybe if your animal damage somebody else's stuff, they won't be chayiv anyway. How do we know that, they're, that they are going to not, not be chayiv? So Rashi explains. But first I'll read it inside in the Gemara. That if an evet ve'ama, if your slaves wanted to cause damage and they had full intention to do so, their owner is still going to be putter for that damage. So here too, the Karen maybe would have the same halacha. How do we know that they're not that they're putter from damage? That's where Rashi comes in and he explains. Because I mean in Perak Achovel, which we haven't learned yet, Bezat Hashem, and Daf it says, That Achovel right, is going to be Achovel um, Ra means like this, that it's a bad deal, it's a double standard. That's what it means. That if you damage the Eved, obviously you're going to be Chayef. But if the Eved causes damage, they're going to be Pater. That's what that means. We're going to learn that in, in hachovel. Now, why is that true? The answer is because the Chazal made a Gezerah. The, it's the gazera of the disgruntled employee. What if you have a disgruntled employee? If he knew that whatever damage he caused, you'd be Chayef for, okay, so, and he had an axe to grind with you because he didn't like the way you're being treated. He'll go set your, uh, some other person's warehouse on fire, knowing that that's going to bring down his own master who's going to be on the hook for the damages. It's going to bring him down financially, right? So in order to avoid this disgruntled worker ruining his master's uh, financial status by going and just randomly destroying, Chazal said, uh-uh. We're not gonna make the master liable. That's in the case of Avadin. Okay? That that's that's where that source is. And that we'll learn that by Zashem and Achovel. Be that as it may, that's what that undoes, right? That undermines our kavachomer. If that's true, so then maybe Karen is not maybe Karen would be putter, and therefore you need to include Karen, even though you already have Shane, you also have to include Karen to right, um right to, to address this Hava Amina, to address this thing that maybe Karen will be putter, in the Mishnah teaches you, no, Karen is not putter. If your Evid causes damage, then you are putter, but if your animal causes damage, you are in fact liable. Okay. I'm a Ravashi, however. I'm a rabba Right? Says Ravashi, wait a minute. Is that really, would we really think that because an Evid is putter, that your animal is also putter? Well, ask the question outside. It's very logical. If you're, why is your Evid putter? Because he's going to have an axe to grind with you and he's going to try to avenge you by causing damage that you're going to have to pay for. Animals don't even think this kind of thing through. An animal doesn't have an axe to grind. animal doesn't have the cognitive ability to have this kind of revenge on you. So why would we think that the animal would be putter? It's clear that even though they're both property, obviously, the Evid has a mind of its own and can have uh, some sort of agenda against you. Whereas... Vendetta, I think is the word I kept searching for. As opposed to the animal, it doesn't have that. That's what Arvashi asks. What do you mean? You're gonna say, isn't there a reason by Evan Vamavria? By Evan Vamavria, as we said already, Shema Yakni Tenu Rabo, right? He's gonna be harassed by his master, and so he's gonna say, oh yeah? You're gonna harass me? He'll go to his buddy, set it on fire, and say, how do you like me now? And now the master is going to have to be paying for it. That's just a random number. In other words, he'll, and it turns out the Evid has a lot of leverage because he can actually put his master in the poorhouse forever. Uh, Okay, so this vindictive slave, right, can do so. And it is for that reason that we take away that ability. But that, Certainly, he doesn't really spell out the rest of the question, Ravashi, but that obviously is not true of an animal. And therefore, we would not think that an animal would do that. And so we would never have a havamina that Karen is not Hezek. Can't be that that's why we have both Karen and Shane. So we have to learn in the following manner. The reason why Shmuel thinks it's Shane is because uh, The way that we now suggest or Shmuel comes up that Mava being Shane. Is because he flips around the Kalvachomer, because after all, Shane does have an aspect that Karen does not, as follows. That Karen, even though it has intention to be Mazik, and Shane does not have intention to, kevi, to, intention to be Mazik, however, there is another difference that we already mentioned, which is whereas Karen has no Hana for damage, the Shane has Hana from damage. So maybe, maybe, because we have the liability, right, for Shane, we would not be able to derive liability for Karen because of the fact that Shane itself has hana. Maybe you'll say, maybe you'll think that there's only time you're culpable, right, for damages is when you actually enjoy it. But when there's no enjoyment in it, maybe you won't be culpable for damages at all. It's not quite as compelling, right? But he argues that, maybe you'd have to have derived pleasure in order to be damaged, and it's for that reason, just to make sure that that's not the case, that we have to mention Karen as well, despite the fact we already mentioned Shane. Okay, so now Shmuel is holding on tight to, Shane is Shane, right? The Mave is Shane, and Shore is Karen, and that's why Mave means Shane, etc. And finally, we get to the question I promised you I'd ask, Phil. 13 lines down, Verregel My. Wait a minute, but we know already from the Brysa. We have Karen, we have Shane, we have Regel. <laughs> if our Mishnah, when it says Shor, is referring to Karen, and when it says Mav, is referring to Shane, where does Regal fall in? Shayari, Would you say that the, the Tana of our Mishnah omitted it? That it just thought it would be enough, even though the Bryson mentions Regal, it would be enough to just mention Karen and Shane? Says the Gemara, <laughs> That, yeah, that the Mishnah does not leave it out, Rather, it alluded to it in the Hemshech of the Mishnah. I didn't read the whole Mishnah, but basically the Mishnah says, So the Mishnah does a little bit, this is unusual, but the Mishnah itself does a little bit of analysis over here. And then it says, And then it says, and we're going to address this because we haven't learned this part of the Mishnah in the Gemara yet. But the end of this Mishnah says, and when you do the damage, the mazik has to pay tashlumi nezik. Says the Gemara, that line in the Mishnah is referring to Regel. That's where Regal is alluded to in our Mishnah. chava mazik, lasuya Regal. When you damage, it's referring to Regel. Says the Gemara, Really? That's a, quite a loose illusion. It's like a little wisp of an illusion. Why don't you just say explicitly Regal and, and spare us all the guesswork. Ella, I'm a Rava. There he is, Andrew. We got him. He's in Baba Kama. Rava coming to save the day. I'm a Rava. I feel you get used to it, God willing. Rava is our guy. That It's like this. We learned Shor, Laregel and Mave for Shane. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. So now we're abandoning this whole thing. He's saying that Shmuel thinks that Shore is not Karen. Shore is now Regel. Mave he's keeping. No, going to hold that Mave is Shane. But now he does we see that it's a tough thing. Like we can't say that that uh, it's it's not so it's not so simple to assume. It's not compelling at all to say that Chav and Mazak is referring to Regel. So it must be that Shore is not referring to the Karen of the Shore, but to the Regel of the Shore. The obvious question Phil's gonna ask, well, now what's gonna happen to Karen? So watch. So now we have to reinterpret the whole Mishnah. Why does the Mishnah teach us both Shor, which is a reference to regel, and then Mave, which we're going to be consistent with Shmuel, is a reference to Shane? Because Regal and Shane in their own right are different. How so? Because regel, an animal, does all the time. An animal can't live a day without walking around. So that's called Hezek Matsui. Okay. Animals wandering off and eating other people's veggies while it can happen, is not as common, and therefore there's a distinction between Regal and chain. And conversely, conversely, when a, when a, when an animal eats, right, it, uh, the veggies of a neighbor, they're getting hana, and the owner is getting hana because they don't have to feed it much, as much as opposed to walking around. There's no hana whatsoever, and therefore there are two distinctions, in both directions between chain and Regal. So now the gemara wants to say, okay, Yeshakoach. You, uh, you switched it in, Rava, and you brought in Regal instead of Karen. But now what are we doing with Karen? But Karen Mai. So all right. So we're going to ask the same question. The Tana leave it out. So the same portion of the mission that we mentioned before that includes Regel, now we're going to say that portion is referring actually to Karen. That, okay, so so the Gemara, right? Just like we asked before with regards to Regel, we're going to ask now with regards to Karen. So why are we being so uh, evasive. Why can't we just be explicit? Says the Gemara, That Karen is not included in the Mishnah's list, for real, okay? Right? We're only mentioning those, because we're only mentioning those things for which you are always Chayev. And as we've already alluded to in our introduction, Karen is not so. Uh, well, Karen, the Chayev, I should say, is not always consistent because we have tam and muad, right? The, the uh, literal translation is means when you're ready to do damages right away. So the, the damage of regal and damage of shane never changes, right, the animals always got the same status with respect to those damages. However, which means first you're, right, you're an innocent shore and then if you are a repeat offender, then you become an aggressive shore. Lokamairi. That is not what the Mishnah is alluding to because, again, because of the fact that the animal's status can change with respect to aggressive behavior, we do not mention that. We are only mentioning cases in our Mishnah where the uh, level of culpability, culpability is always consistent and doesn't change over time. And it is for that reason that Karen's left out. And this is Rava's understanding that if you're going to say that Shmuel holds them ava means Shane... Then, it's gonna it's gonna make sense that shore means regel, even though we already know from Brysa that within shore there's Shane, regel, and Karen. Karen was left out for the reason we just mentioned because it has a Tom and Muad component. So now, we've worked out Shmuel with respect to Ravah, and he fits with our Mishnahs. Now our question is, Shmuel, my time will Why does Shmuel not like Rav? Rav just said Adam. He got out of this whole shore business, right? Shore means Shane, Karen, regel, and and then Mavim means something else. It means Adam. says the Gemara. Amalach, if it really means Adam, Tani seifah. The Mishnah, in a later section, okay, when we'll see it on Tesvavim Bays, says, Shor mu'ad v'Shor ha'mazek b'shus ha'mazek v'Adam. The Mishnah there lists, right, um, a whole list of damagers. The Shor mu'ad, the Shor Mazik and, and Adam. So it's already mentioned later. It would be redundant to mention it here and later. And it's for that reason that we don't mention Adam uh, in our in, initial Mishnah. But the Gemara persists there 's a listening Maybe Taco we should mention it. Why are we mentioning it late? Why are we waiting until later? Uh, right Bar Lokim, let let's bring Adam into it right in the beginning. So the Gemara Kamari Kamari. Because if you look carefully, and we already alluded to this, our mission is talking about what's called Niske mamon. Niske Momon is when your property does damage, okay? So that's what our mission is talking about. Our Bavos Nazikin, it, it's talking about things that you own. It could be a, a bore that somebody else gets damaged in. But all these things, it's your fire, it's your bore, it's your shore. This is called Niske mamon. Niske mamon is when your property does damage to other things. When you yourself do damage to other things, that's already for Tesvav. That's not for here. And it is for that reason that Adam is not mentioned in our Mishnah. Okay. So the Gemara says, okay, so how's Rav going to deal with that? Rav knows that, that Adam is mentioned in Daf Tesvav. So why, what's Rav coming off thinking that when it says Mave, it's Adam? It's so out of place here. Says the Gemara, uh, Rav is going to say, Ahulam Mikhshve, Yeah. He's going to say, just the fact that it's mentioned in Tesvav doesn't mean that it should be mentioned here, after all. Here, it's okay to be, in other words, you could do it in both. Here, we're introducing Adam as a subcategory of Nezek. And then, when we, men- when we go to Tesvav, we simply mention that those are muad, right? That those are category of things where, if you're going to say that once you become like an habitual aggressive damager, then... Or, or you're a born damager, right? So then that's already discussed again in Tesvav. But one does not have to right contradict the other. You could appear in the list of Nazikin in the beginning of Babakama and then be emphasized in a different light, highlighted as being a Mu'ad in a different mission in Kama. That's not a contradiction. That's not a problem. Okay. So then the question is then, uh, if that's true that Rav that that, that Mava means Adam, Umailo hare, so what then does the Hamshakh of the Mishnah when it says loharay hashar karea mave veloray maveh karea hashor? what does it mean in the context of Adam let like walk me through it so it says the amar hakama loharay shor shamsham to adam shamsham to we know that when a shor right if it kills a person the owner has to not only um pay for the damage. He has to pay what's called a kofar. We're going to get into that. But he has to pay an additional payment. Kofar means that it's an atonement. It's an atonement payment where instead of right, getting, let's say, uh, any other punishment, you pay for your atonement, um, uh, like a knas, for the fact that this took place. However, when a human being kills another human being, you don't pay kofar. Uh, actually, we just behead you, meaning right, you get killed. So you get punished by Misa... And since you get punished by Misa, you don't have to pay Kofar, that is your Kapara, and therefore they are different, and that's what it means, Lori Ezekir Ezek. Because again, our Mishnah is vague, so that's what we say it means. And conversely, there's another difference. When an Adam it damages another human being. When human beings damage each other, we don't just pay for the damages, we also pay for the tsar, the pain, the ripui, the healing, the shaves, the unemployment, the boches, the humiliation. This is what goes on in human damages, right? But with animals, we have no such thing, right? Ki shor, sheen ba'ar ba'dvarim. We're sure, there aren't these aforementioned four things. And therefore, obviously, Lori Ze fits very well in our Mishnah. When it says that Mave and shor sure are different, they certainly are different in many ways. So now the Gemara is going to say, on Tzad Shavashven, venture dark on the because that is a continuation of the Mishnah, the Mishnah does continue to say that there is certain things that are similar, and that is the dark on the Hazik, that they, it's their way to damage. If he's shor, dark on the Hazik, the one wants to know, is that really true that a shor typically damages? Well, not really. I mean, it's very unusual unless he's a muad. So the Gemara says, yeah, but muad, we're referring to a Shor muad, an habitual damager, okay? A dark on the Hazik? Can it even be said of a muad, that it damages, the Gemara says, the Yad urchehu. Yeah, yeah, that's what Muad means. <laughs> Muad means that it, it habitually damages. So yes, it can be said that it's dark alahazik. Absolutely, that's what Muad means. Okay, how about Adam though? Adam dark alahazik. Are you going to say that man it customarily is just born to damage? Says the Gemara, "Be It's a fascinating little Hav. I mean, here it's true. Most people aren't around like a bull in a china shop. That's a terrible analogy because I just confused the whole thing. But you know what I mean. That you, usually a man is not going to cause damage, but when he's sleeping, yes. Because sleeping, he's just flapping around. Some of us, um, I imagine, I imagine Andrew being a very, uh, restless sleeper. So if you're a restless sleeper, you're thrashing around. He's hitting Laney in the face. And so, Yashin Dark, and so therefore when you're sleeping, maybe then you're Darkalazak. Says Gamar, Dark is that really true? Says Gamar, came the Chayef of Fashas uh, yeah, since he bends and stretches and, and flaps around in his sleep, one could say that it's dark al therefore maybe both the shur, shur mu'ad and the adam are both dark al Okay? So walk me, keep walking me through it, uh, Rav. Ushmiras analecha. What does it mean, Ushmiras alecha. Shmiras uh, and Alecha means, right? Because again, if you walk it through, it says all these four categories, dark and lahazic. Okay, so we explained how that applies to Adam and Shor. What about a Shmiras and Alecha? You have to watch over it. Watching over it implies that it's an Adam watching over his property. How could you say that Mavi means Adam when you say Shmiras and Alecha? Right? It says Shmiras gufo alavu. That's a Kasha in other words, if you're going to say that Mavah means Adam, then it's not Shmiras and Alecha that you have to watch over someone else. You have to watch over yourself. It does not fit with the Mishnah to say that. Says the Gemara, well, okay. The Gemara is going to say, Rav, okay, 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 I hear you. Shmiras and Alecha. doesn't sound like it's Adam. I got you. But Shmuel has the problem too. That's what the Gemara is saying here too. Ultamech. Shmuel, you have this problem too. Why? Because, Right? Because, even though it doesn't arise in our Mishnah, there is a brysa. A brisa taught by somebody named Karna. Karna was a contemporary of Shmuel. You have to look at that Kufches and Shabbos. You might mm-hmm. recall him. And there's something called the Zikin debate. Karna. He had a whole bunch of brysas. And in the brysas of Karna, it says, Arba ovos, and Zikin echan mehen. Wow. That's pretty explicitly. That sounds like Rav. Right? That there's Arba Ovos and zikin, and one of them is Adam. Wow. So you're going to ask... And, and Shmuel is fully aware of this right? Everybody learned the Nazikin de Bekarna. So Shmuel is going to say the same question there. Adam, Shmiros, gufa, alavu. Right? So you can ask the same question we just asked. How can you say the Abba of include Adam? After all, what's this bam kasha that Adam sounds like he's not guarding something else but himself? el Rather, you're going to have to say that Rebbe Bo said to the aforementioned teacher of brysos, tani, Adam, Shmiros, gufa, alav. Teach instead Adam Shmiras Allah which is to say, uh, add that in. He's right. We have to amend our b'risa and say that whereas everything else is Shmiras and Alecha. When it comes to Adam, we're going to put in a little proviso that that says this is an exception where he has to watch himself, but it's still one of the Avos Nazikan. Well, once you have that explanation and you turn to Dalam and at the almost symbolic time of 6 12 AM, we're going to say, Hachanami, today. Adam Shmiras Gufa so here, too, you're going to have that explanation that Adam, Shemir, Skufa Love, just like you can explain it in the Brisa over there. Then you can also explain it in our Mishnah as well. Once you have that little, right, uh, addition, that little amendment in the Brisa, you can have that amendment in the Mishnah as well. You could ask, that Brisa sounds a lot like Rav. <laughs> There's this explicit Brisa that says, Arba <laughs> Adam, that sounds like Mavin might really be referring to Adam. Be that as it may, says the Gemara, Mat Kiflar of Mari. Rav Mari doesn't like Rav or Shmuel's <coughs> definition of mave. Okay, he thinks it means something totally else. Because again, mave the psukim were not compelling. So it says the Gemara. mave is in mine. Mari thinks that mave is water damage. Rashi explains like you spritz water on somebody, you ruin their whole house by waterlogging it. Okay, This is a. Passuk, you'll recognize this as a passuk in the 64th chapter of Isaiah. Did you know that there were 64 chapters in Isaiah? So he says, As a fire burned, as things that are meltable, water will bubble fire. Okay? So you look at the word Tive and you look at the word Ma'im. they're associated, ah, mave must be referring to water damage. It doesn't say mave. It says Tive. So it's like the same thing we said with Rabbi Shemuel. It's not compelling at all. Okay, so Matkiv a fourth possibility. By the way, take the same Pasuk. Can you really it says ma'im mm-hmm. Tiva esh. So tiva could be associated with ma'im, or it could be associated with H. So maybe it's referring to esh. That's like the least likely thing. Why? Because We know that the fourth category mentioned in our Mishnah is H, right? So that's like the least likely that's going to be Ash twice, okay? Says the Gemara, Maybe you'll say, according to Rav Zvid, that it said mava and the reason why it explains Hever is to explain what mava means, that it's fire. So says the Gemara, Arba, Okay, well, we just said Arba, avos Neziken. If mava and Hever are the same thing, so then it's only three. Says the Gemara, De Okay, well, wait, 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 wait. Sure, maybe it's referring to both Shane and Regel. We already said that's not referring to Karen, but maybe it's referring because of Rava's. Observation earlier, but maybe it's referring to Shane and Regel, and therefore that's two, and then you have another two, and that's how you get to four. Says the Gemara, zesh Don't forget, in the analysis in our Mishnah, we said that we said that the ox and the mave are living. Well, eish my is if you think that mava is either water or fire, but here it's referring to fire specifically, then obviously it's not a living thing, it's an inanimate thing, and therefore that can't be because of the context of the Mishnah, it can't be what mave means. And it says, Vesu, my And don't forget, <laughs> later on we specifically said, right, that mave is not like ish. Okay, so once you say mave is not like ish, it's hard to imagine that mave could mean ish, and therefore. Really, the Farsham explained. Riv Zvid and Rivmari Mari weren't really serious players here. These were not actual suggestions. Water and fire were not actual suggestions. What they were actually trying to explain, they didn't really think that they never entertained the possibility. That that's what our mishnah meant because of these amazing kashas that we have. But simply, they're pointing out that the pesukim that Rav and Shmuel have are not compelling. Okay, so that's all. They're the only point they're trying to make. But, you know, we learned the mission according to Rav, and we learned the mission according to Shmuel and we are thus very much enriched. enriched. Now, we're going to have Deos here that say there are more than four Avos and Zikin, as follows. Tani Rav Yoshia, right? There's a Shlosha Sarvos and Zikin. not four, but 13. Shomer chinam. he's adding the following. Shomerim, a Shomer chinam unpaid Shomer, Hashoel, a borrower, Nose Sachar, right? A paid custodian, and Socher, and the renter. That's. Nezek, and then on top of it, tsar pain, repair, healing, sheves the unemployment, boshes humiliation. So if you have right the additional shomrim and the additional aspects of human damages, then and you add to those the four of our mishnah, you get thirteen categories of nezek. Says the gemara. Why did our Mishnah not include all thirteen? Why did it leave out Sheves and Boshes and why did it leave out the Shomrim? So they're going I can understand according to Shmuel who said what? That 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 uh means Shane. Maman <laughs> Kamari, Gufo Because Shmuel keeps it out of the realm of Adam. So once you keep it out of the realm of Adam, the repoy and Boshes have no relevance. Right? Because he's only talking about Niske mamon. There is no re, re, uh, Shomrim. There is no repoy. Those are human things exclusively. So according to Shmuel, our Mishnah very, it's very, it makes a lot of sense why it left those out. Beniske lo kamiri. Right? It's not talking about human things. Our Mishnah is clearly talking about property damage. El-Rav lisni. But according to Rav, Rav who holds that mave means adam, he should have included all these categories. It says, when it says Adam is referring to all of these things. In other words, when it says Mave, it means Adam according to Rav. And when it says Adam, it includes all the Shomrim, all the Repoy and Boshes. It's all in the word Mave. Wow. Okay. Ravosha Nami ha'tani Adam. Wait, but according to Roshya, he also said that Mave is man. So why is he having to Ravosha is aware of Rav's Shita. So if Rav's correct, why did Ravoshya go out of his way to actually itemize all these things? So the tre gavne adam. Yeah, there's really two types of damages. Tana Adam de Azik Adam, but Tana Adam de Azik Shor. After all, if a man, a human, right, damages a human, then you get into Shomrim, you get into you get into Repoy and boshes. But if he just uh, damages a shore, that's what our mission is mentioning. So says the shore. Once you're already gonna split the atom and say that it depends whether a shore is hitting whether uh, a human is damaging a human or, or an ox, so you could say the same by a shore, right? does listen shore Right? In other words, right, there's there's only there's two categories. Why are we in other words, we only have one category of shore. But the fact of the matter is, this is very different whether a shore gores a human being or an ox. So once you're willing to make that distinction, that distinction should appear on Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Hai Mai. Is that really a distinction? If a man is mazik ashore, then he's going to pay Adam a nezik. And a man who damages another human being is going to be very, very different because he's going to have to pay ripu uh, bushes and all those things as well. But with a shore, it really doesn't have this impressive distinction. Says the Gemara rather, either be Eid and Nezak the Because either way, right, the shore is just going to pay Nezik. In other words, where the shore damages a human being, he's not paying repwe to the human being. He's not paying boshes, He has no shaychas, so that's not a great distinction. Says the Gemara, right? Those are cases of man damaging an ox, because after all, if you're a shomer, what's happening? What are you watching? You're watching over the ox, and the ox is doing the damage. And yet, right? Your taught them. Says the Gemara, Tanei be di yadayim, Biktani hezeka the meila. Tanei hezeka the yadayim, Biktani the meila. So we'll pick up tomorrow the concept of the indirect Shemira. So we'll resume tomorrow. Be'zat Hashem. 11 lines up from the bottom of Dalid on the days.